I'm your host as always, Green Lion Z. Big Z with the right hand man Kyle. Alright, brother, how you doing this week? How the family? Good man. Uh, wife's healthy, kids healthy. I'm uh, a little less healthy. Got a little head cold going on. I'm still battling, but you know, I'm hanging in there. How about you? Doing the solid 10. You know, outside of all the little fire that happened. The no, other day, literally across the street from every across the street from me, I'm not doing too shabby, man. I can't complain. I just feel bad for those peeps around the way. I would say I wouldn't. I wouldn't necessarily say a little fire. Yeah, and I, I do want to say this though. I appreciate. I appreciate everybody, including Kyle, that that texts me <laughs> and um. Text me to see if I was good, man. Hey, I'm good. I'm in good blessings. Thank God it was in my household. But man, that's, it, that's, that's that's the house right across the street from me, right? Literally, like literally. <laughs> so it's like you know, I I appreciate that 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 I mean that much to you guys that y'all was that worried enough to make sure I was safe. I appreciate that. Um. You got anything to say before we start? I really don't got nothing to say this week. All I got to say is wash your damn hands, and if you're sick, don't go to work. Stop going out there and getting everybody <laughs> sick. Some some people have shit to do and don't like being sick. So keep your grimy asses to yourself. Cover your mouth when you sneeze or you cough. Wash your damn hands and stay the fuck home if you're sick. <laughs> Straight don't, like that. Yeah, don't be a piece of shit, man. Stay home if you're sick. Did COVID teach us nothing about washing our hands and covering your mouth and like like staying away from people when you're sick? Like you'd think that like a global epidemic would have would have gotten people to be like, oh, maybe I should just not go out in public if I'm coughing and sneezing all over the place. There's DoorDash now. There's Instacart now. They deliver weed now. There's no reason for you to leave your house if you're sick. You know these people don't give a fuck about that shit. I'm saying next time I next time I see somebody cough out in public without covering their mouth and smacking the shit out of them, I'm principal. It's it's America, man. (laughs) It's the land of the free, not land of the sick. Fucking (laughs) bitches. Um, what we got on? What we got on the slate this week? 
I thought that UFC was this week, but it's next week. What we got? Yeah. Well, you've got uh, you've got the yeah, the Volkanovski fight is this Saturday. And we obviously we had the Super Bowl, and then I got a little interest, interesting top five this week, and a little bit of WWE talk. There's a boxing fight I want to talk about too. So yeah, let's let's get the show on the road. Um, first things first, I know you wanted to talk about this. Um, let's talk about the impact you feel like The Rock is going to make on the WWE culture or on the wrestling on the wrestling platform. You know, it's it's a weird thing because you know it's always nice to see legends come back. And The mm-hmm. Rock is that. The Rock is a legend. And, you know, I was a big fan of him when I was younger during the Attitude Era coming up. You know, it, it was – it's been great to see him move on from wrestling and, and do his thing in Hollywood and, and be in every movie that they ever make. And, um, you know, congratulations to him and all of his success and everything. But my problem with him going back to the WWE and – I. I don't know all the details, so I don't want to get too heavy into it, but uh, the, the whole head of the table family of Samoan wrestlers that Roman Reigns and The Rock both come from, if you don't know, they, they are related. I don't know if they're biologically related. No, they, no, they, no, no, no. They, they are, right? Yeah. Yeah, they're like cousins or something like that. Yeah. yeah. Um, but... They're, my, my they're, issue, they're, relate, they're related off, like, the mom's side or some crazy shit like that. Um, it's it just, I, I don't know, man. I just feel like, dude, like, at this point in your career, with all that you've done in Hollywood and everything else, for you to get the main event at WrestleMania, uh, I, 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 don't, I don't think it helps the, uh, like, scripted factor of the WWE. I don't know if they still try to hide that or... This is what um this is where I really don't like about it though because um Roman Reigns obviously his cousin um you got his son that's in W I mean you got his daughter that's in WWE now you know she's gonna get pushed just off the principle that's that's his daughter even if she Mm -hmm. got talent or not then you got then you got um. Uh, Nia Jax family. Then you got the Uso brothers. Don't get me wrong, the Uso brothers is a great tag team, but they got a whole little clip with the Usos and Roman Reigns. It's just it's too close for comfort to me. And that that it gives me favoritism vibes. And the fact that the Rock could just come in here and just make it... wait, you just say he's in the main event. Yeah, so him versus Roman Reigns. Um, I don't know if it's officially like I said. I, I I haven't dug too far deep into it, but there was an interview where he said that him versus Roman Reigns will be the biggest main event in WrestleMania history. No, it won't. No, it won't. No, it won't. Um, first of all, he's not even the same wrestler, and Roman Reigns. Yeah. No. Yeah, like that's that's what that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like it's just kind of like grasping at straws here and also let's let's also i mean you also got to look at the fact that, like the rock is 
So the UFC and the WWE are now under the same umbrella, under the mm-hmm. TKO group, which is publicly traded. The Rock, mm-hmm. or Dwayne Johnson, is, like, he's on the board of directors for the TKO group. So for and, you to- and, and to be added, he is also a CEO of the USFL since the uh, XXFL merger. Yeah, so so, it, so it's like <laughs> it's like you're you're running this company. How why how do you get the main like? And it's not like when Vince McMahon came out and he fought Stone Cold, Stone Cold. And, and you know, like like I, I just I don't I don't know, man. I, here's I here's like, my thing about this, but the Vince McMahon thing. Vince McMahon went out there to purposely get his ass whooped to put on a show. For the world, because uh, it was Stone Cold was the end all be be all. Stone Cold was out there. The fans loved the fact that Stone Cold was a rebel. He was going against the boss. Mm -hmm. Getting to see this, we don't know if if the Rock is purposely going to put over his younger cousin. We don't know that. Like I get it, Roman Reigns is big is a big figure, but it's the Rock though. Like. Nobody yeah, wants to see yeah, like, The Rock losing the main event. Nobody wants to see that, you know? So, I don't know. Like, I don't want to see no 60-year-old Rock as no WWE champion. Yeah, and, like, that's – and, like, there's the whole Cody Rhodes thing in there, and, like, Cody Rhodes comes from a long line of of, of Hall of Fame wrestlers. Obviously, Dusty Rhodes is his father. And uh, Goldust. So, you got Goldust as his brother. Mm, so, like, there's there's yeah. – there's a lot of stuff there. I, I just don't know if, like, like, do we really still want to see The Rock? Like, I just, I don't know, man. And it now is. Monday Night Raw in 2025 is going to be on Netflix. Netflix. Yep, that's that's just. See now, will it will it be live or would it just be like? You know how they got it on USA that they just put the episodes on there like the next day type joint? No, I think it's going to be live. live. That's a game changer because now don't – y'all heard it here first. Don't be surprised if the NFL or the NBA or hockey or anything goes on Netflix for an exclusive deal. So I I don't think it will happen as like a – like a total thing. I mean, obviously we're mm-hmm. going to get next, next season. Amazon's going to have a playoff game, which I think uh, I'm okay with them doing like, all right, Amazon's going to get a Thursday or a Monday night game, but I think playoff playoff sports should not be uh, behind prefer, a paywall. I prefer that than Peacock. Nobody wants to watch no football game on Peacock. I'm sorry. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. Like, and especially cause they gave us the ABC game back. Mm-hmm. So, so like I, I don't know. I just don't think that any playoff game should be behind a paywall like that. Um, mm-hmm. Speaking of, um, um, you see, um, while we're on the subject of wrestling, you see Goldberg's son committed to Colorado. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. That's a good look. Yep, That's he was a a, initially look. he was initially committed to Bama, mm-hmm. but then, and then uh, uh, Nick Saban, Saban. Left. Mm-hmm. So, so now he's going to go to Dion. Uh, um. I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. Will he get playing time? 
Probably not. I think he was only like a three star recruit coming out. I think I saw. Usually like a three. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's. He's Um, like. You know, I don't think he's anything. Yeah, six foot five, two fifteen linebacker. Um, he's a preferred walk on. So I don't know if he's gonna have. Um, you know, I don't know if it's gonna be a prolific Mm -hmm. thing, but still kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think this whole rock thing is just – I think it's a way that with all the turmoil going on with Vince McMahon and all the allegations and then the UFC and WWE merging you saw, under one you umbrella. Saw how, you just saw how he stepped down as chairman again? Yep. Yeah, he's <laughs> done, dude. He's, he's, he's done. Yeah, and if we're being brutally chance. honest, man, I mean, like, at least that's the way that he's been portrayed. But, like, Vince McMahon's kind of a dirtbag. Always has been. Mhm. So I'm mm-hmm. kind of surprised that um, it kind of took this long for some allegations to come out. I mean, that's not the first time, you know. Yeah, that's true. So it's like he stepped down, then he came back. Man, he needs to just ride in the coattails, man. I mean, he got the money. You know what I mean? He, he's he's a, he's a he's a micromanager though. Like he needs to still be a part of the final say. But it's like you don't need it no more, man. You don't need I'm it no of, more. You do not need it no more. Um, no. Let's see what what else we got. Um, I tried to watch AEW. That is. I just, I'm trying, man. Yeah, stigma the belt for the 300th time. I I tried. I've been trying to get into the to wrestling, but ain't no promises there, man. But yeah, um, I think like I think I've gotten into it about as far as I'm gonna get into it, which is basically just like I see the ticks, I, I see the clips on Instagram or Facebook or. TikTok and you know I kind of just see some of the big stuff that goes on but like as far as sitting down and actually watching you know Monday Night Raw or Friday Night Smackdown or or anything like that man I don't I don't that doesn't really interest me I kind of just care I don't even really care but like I, I kind of just see what I see you know I'm, I'm not looking up I'm not going crazy looking into it mm-hmm. but um yeah um did you watch? Did you watch those little events on USC related on Saturday? I was trying to watch it, but it was buffering for me, so I just ended up watching the Golden finishing watching the Golden State and Phoenix game. Yeah, I watched. Uh, I watched some of them. Um, usually on fight nights, um, especially um, given the job that I work, Saturday nights are kind of hard for me to do anything. Um, so usually on fight nights, I usually just kind of watch a little bit here and there. A um, couple of good fights, though. Um, nasty. Dan Ige got a nasty walk-off knockout. It was one of the craziest. Uh, he just timed it perfectly overhand right over the leaping jab. Just completely bodied Andre Philly. It was a fucking beautiful knockout. I'll give him that. Um, but fight nights are rough because fight nights are usually, um, you know, there's not usually – Usually there's like a contender fight, but there's usually not like a a big game fight. But um, you got the Volkanovski fight this weekend, 
And then next weekend, um, outside of the UFC, you have the PFL versus the uh, Bellator Championship, which is actually pretty cool. That's, that's dope. Um, uh, that's in Saudi Arabia, which we're going to get a lot more fights than Saudi Arabia now. Um, yeah, I think Saudi is the, is the place to be right now. But I got to tell you, man, the fact that the UFC 300 still hasn't been announced is crazy to me. Because like why that, say, why do you say that? That fight is officially, officially, two months away. April thirteenth, it's two months away, and we still don't have the fight for that. So, a lot of talk going around about how something must have fallen apart. Mm-hmm. John Jones just came out and said that they asked him, um, and he said no, he's not going to be ready. They asked Kamzat if Kamzat was going to fight. Uh, Kamzat said no because it ha- uh, the fight takes place right after the ending of Ramadan, so he's not he's not in training or anything like that um, for religious purposes and stuff. So he won't be ready to go for that. Um, but the fact that it's it's two months away, um, y- y- you know, I I I don't I don't know I don't know if they're scrambling to try to find something. Um, I still believe it was going to be counter. I thought for sure that we were going to get an announcement during the Super Bowl. I thought for sure that that was going to happen. That would be the biggest way to do it. The thing with Conor McGregor is you have the ability to go out and get people that aren't, let's say, huge UFC fans. They're going to see Conor McGregor during the Super Bowl, and they're going to be like, I fucking know that guy. I'm going to watch that fight. Um, So I thought that would have been the great time to do it. Um, but the closer and closer we get, the 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 scarier and scarier it is that like this card might not build up to the hype that the UFC's been trying to. I mean, they've been promoting the the card for three months now. Mm-hmm. Um. So and like, there's some good fights on the card. Don't get me wrong. Um. Obviously, you got um, Yuri versus Rachik. Uh, Yuri just lost the light heavyweight belt. He's in the prelims, which is crazy. Algerman Sterling in the prelims. Cody Garbrandt. Um, like, you've got some big-name fighters. Uh, Jessica Andrade is fighting. Uh, Charles, Charles Oliveira, Justin Gaethje, Max Holloway. There's some big names on there, but but UFC 300 is supposed to be, and at least it's worked up to be, like, the event. Um, so do you think they're going to fall short? I don't think so. I, I think I think it might not live up to the hype as far as like lots of championship fights and, and stuff like that. But Dana White's not gonna disappoint. Dana White's gonna he'll go and fight. Excuse me. Uh he'll go he'll he'll go call GSP or something. He'll he'll give the fans a big fight for that card. I'm not worried about that. I just we're running out of time here. Mm-hmm. You know, if it, it's not if it's not announced, and and I think I said this last week and probably even the week before too. If it's not announced in the next few days, man, I, I don't really know what, where they're gonna go. Uh, but you got O'Malley Vera two coming up in Miami. That's in the beginning of March. Um, I hope O'Malley loses. I think he's a he's a he's a scam artist. Um, 
Damn, Arda. Yeah, I don't think he's a. I don't think he's really that that impressive. Again, it's easy to do sitting on the couch with a head cold, smoking weed, drinking a beer, talking <laughs> talking about how uh, you know, oh, this guy's a bum, but you know. <laughs> oh yeah, on a uh, on a nice weekend day, you don't have no, you don't have no work the next day, and you are able to indulge. What's your choice of drink? I uh. I drink a lot of tequila. I'm not gonna lie. Mm, see, uh, I'm a no shot wonder, guy. No, no wonder why we buddies, man. They say tequila is where it's at. <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a big shot guy. I don't really, I don't really do, I don't really make drinks. I don't really order drinks when I go out to eat. Uh, I'm a, I'm a straight shooter. Yeah, I, I, I like get that. I get a, I get a beer. I get a beer, and I get a shot or two. That's, um, that's my preference. But I, I've slowly, I've slowly but surely been getting into IPAs more and more. I can't, I can't get into IPAs, man. man. It's just I'm a big. They have like the juice ones out. Um, yeah. Voodoo Ranger makes a really good juice for us. I'm a big fan of that. Um, Sam Adams Juicy is is really good. Um, oh, they make juice IPAs now. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm, that's interesting. Yeah, I, I definitely recommend Voodoo Ranger. Juice Force, it's phenomenal. It's it's so good. It's that's that's probably my number one beer right now. Hey man, I don't I don't really. I'm more of a. I can't really. I can't really drink these days. But when I could indulge, uh, it was either you're gonna catch me with a nice, nice bottle of some uh a Nejo Don Julio. Uh, tequila, mm-hmm. and um, you gonna catch me with either a Angry Orchard or a Bud Light Platinum, one of those two. Nothing more. Bud Light Platinum. Some things delicioso, man. The Angry Orchard <laughs> I can get behind. I, I like an Angry Orchard every now and then. Yeah, but uh, Budweisers, Bud Miller Lights. All that nonsense, you can keep that bullshit. Not about it. Not about it. I'm not about it like San Fran was the other day. <laughs> I think Miller Miller Lights a house party beer for me. That's one that like I'm not gonna buy it, but if I go to a party and that's what the cooler's yeah. full of, I'll slam them. Yeah, that's pretty much me with anything but Budweiser. I will not fucking drink a Pissweiser to save my yeah. life. No. No, if it's a Budweiser party, I'll bring my own beer. That's fine. <laughs> um, oh yeah. Since we're still in the combat realm, it just got announced the other day that Devin Haney about to fight Ryan Garcia. Yeah, they all they almost fucking just yeah. they almost street fought the other day. Freaking uh, Garcia pushed him. Yeah, I'm trying think- to get uh, I'm trying to get. Some of that pizzazz back after yeah. getting his ass beat. I think I'm gonna go on a limb. I'm gonna go Ryan Garcia with the knockout. I I agree with that because Devin Haney, he's too arrogant right now. In his last fight, he thinking he dominated. I mean, his last fight he kind of dominated, but it wasn't. 
this fight. I'm talking the 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 fight before against Lomachenko. In his mind, he dominated that fight, but he didn't. In my opinion, Lomachenko beat him. And Ryan Garcia, he just got embarrassed in front of the whole wide world. Yeah, but so the only thing that I'll give him is like, well, while he did get embarrassed in front of the whole wide world, I hate when people talk about Ryan Garcia like he lost to a nobody. You know what yeah. I mean? He didn't he didn't get pieced up by just some some dude that you ain't really heard of before. Like like Tank's the real fucking deal, man. I tell people there's only one person in the world that could beat Tank. There's only one. And that's Terrence Crawford. That's the only person. And I'm talking about in that weight division because if he faced Canelo, Canelo might wash him. But oh, I mean, that... Canelo's gonna walk us <laughs> in. And that in that welterweight division, there's only one person I can see who can who can beat Tank. Uh, uh, for a minute, I thought Shakur Stevenson can, but Shakur Stevenson can't mess with him. Tank is is definitely a Tank. <laughs> You just got, you just got to stop that street shit, dog. Like, yeah, man. He got to stop missing business with pleasure, man. He got one foot in the door and one foot in his career. One minute he knocking dudes out, the next minute he knocking his girl out. He got to, you know, he. Now I'm not even seeing that in the joking matter because that can be another wasted talent gone. But yeah, he's I, he's got get, so much in front of him. I get what you're saying about he didn't fight a slouch, but this is what kind of reacts it for me personally. Uh, uh, Garcia went on, I'm gonna knock you out. I'm better, I'm faster, I'm younger, I'm more hungrier, uh, I'm more talented, I'm doing this. All this bravado, all this this and this, this and that. He goes in the ring and get hit by one good rib shot. He was over. I quit. And it wasn't like he fought for his honor. He literally got punched in the ribs and said, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Them shots ain't easy to take, though, man. But we talking prize fighting, though. Like, yeah. It's one thing. I mean, I guess it because in the 80s. In the 90s, it's been told that dudes, you should take fights with Mike Tyson, and he didn't even hit them as hard as he can, but they would go down just to get a payday. <laughs> yeah, this wasn't one of those situations. <laughs> yeah. He got the money. He ain't worried about that. But I think that it's going to be a great – I think it's a great way to set off the year because I believe it's about to be in April, I believe. Mm-hmm. I believe it's in April. And the more time that this Usyk and Tyson Fury fight is declining, I'm not really happy for it anymore because it's like, you know, it's like we were supposed to get the fight, and I get it, he broke his, his, his eyeball or whatever, but it's like, I don't know, man. I still think Usyk wins, though, me personally, but I'm not excited for the fight anymore. Really? Yeah. No, I'm I think more, it's still, still going to be a banger. I'm more excited for who Canelo about to fight in May. That's who I'm excited for. I hope it's a. I hope it's a good fighter. To be honest, I hope you fight um David Benavidez. 
Kobe fights, that would be a fucking. You see, uh, Jamie Mungua called him out. Yeah, but he don't want those problems. <laughs> nah, and like he, he's like, oh, look what I just did. Look what I just did. I'm like, bro, like, like, problems. like Ryder. Ryder's a boxer. Don't get me wrong, but like he, he that's not a championship level fight. And Canelo already watched Ryder, so there's that. He TKO'd him, so. There's that. Just my thing about Canelo. Canelo, he's still my favorite boxer of all time between him and Crawford. He's just not the same player. Not the same player, the same boxer. Like he's not mm-hmm. a, he's not as powerful as he once was, you know. And but he's still hard to beat him though. In order to beat Canelo, you gotta beat Canelo. <laughs> and it's like you ain't beating this Mexican. I'm sorry. <laughs> he got how many losses under his belt? He got not two, very many. He got two losses to his belt and a draw. He got a draw with Triple G. He lost to Mayweather and he lost to uh, Bevo. But he went up like three classes to fight Bevo. So that there's that. He got like seventy fights under his name. As a professional. So what? 60, 67, 2 and 1? God, jeez. That's a what's, what's, warrior right there, man. What's cool, too, at least for him, is he's the only, uh, like, truly undisputed champ. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. Well, that's not true. You got Niowa, but he fights at 122, bro. That's no, not... you got uh, Terrence Crawford is undisputed in two weight divisions. Yeah, but Jaron Enos is the IBF champion. True that he did. He had to. He had to give up the IBF. That's right. Yeah, and That's... and technically, Terence Crawford is the champion, but Mario Barros is the W. He's the interim WBC because Crawford shit, had to step down when he took that fight up. That shit is so dumb to me that as soon as he collected all the belts, he had to give some away. That shit yep. is so stupid to me. So what was the point of it? What was the point of fighting for that shit? And the and and you the reason why he had to let go to IBF is because he had a a a mandatory against Boots Ennis, and he didn't mm-hmm. want to fight him because he was going to wash him. Everybody know he's going to fight. He was going to wash him, so he didn't take it. So they he had to give up. They gave him an ultimatum. So technically, you're right. He isn't. He he isn't undisputed no more. But Canelo's not undisputed no more. He's not undisputed either. And super middleweight, he's not. He's not undisputed. Oh yeah, uh, Benavides is the interim WBC. Yep. yep. That's why I said I want them two to fight for all the belts. That will be a banger. David Benavides is a monster. He Terrence Crawford getting old too though. Yeah, he's thirty-eight. I think he just turned 38. Yeah. After the Arrow Spence fight, I think he just had turned 37, 38. One of those two. But he's still he's still light in the eyes, though. He still got a lot left in his tank, though. Oh, he ain't he, been hitting off a lot. Either yeah, he, he barely gets hit. Think about it. Mayweather's still boxing. Exhibitions. At like fifty years old, because he barely gets touched. Yeah, but he ain't he ain't boxing <laughs> boxers. Yeah, but still boxing or not, 
I know I wouldn't be able to last one round in the boxing ring. That's why, even though, <laughs> and we could talk about it <laughs> on some miscellaneous stuff, like even though it was funny to watch Ocho Cinco get knocked out, yeah, it's still impressive that he was out there, <laughs> you know. But Frank Gore, I'm looking at some of. I'm looking at some of these weight classes, man. I'm like, like obviously I ain't nowhere near this, but like that junior flyweight, 108 pounds. I don't care how good of boxers you are at 108 pounds. Me right now versus 108 pound, I'm a, I'm gonna fuck him up. No, you're not. <laughs> no, nah. you're not. Yeah, nah. no, straight up. No, I promise you, them combos is gonna be. They ain't no power down there, bro. Listen, they ain't listen, no power. Listen, 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 listen. To your punch, they're swinging ten punches. To your yeah, but they don't have punch. any. Yeah, but like they're not do one hundred eight pounds. You're not hurting me, bro. One hundred eight pounds. You're not hurting under, me. You're under. You're underestimating. Nah, these, these skinny dudes. Me, me, and my buddy Jacob have this conversation all the time, man. Even in the UFC, man, if you are under like 130 pounds, size I'm a walk don't, Size don't matter when it comes to combat, man. It does, man, because you can't, you can't, especially like more so in boxing than in the UFC. Because in the UFC, at least like some little dude, he going to fucking put me in an arm bar and like I, I ain't going to be able to do nothing about it. He's too fast. But just in a boxing ring with nowhere to go, bro, 108 pounds, 108 pounds. I'm beating the fuck out of you. Heck no, man. Oh. Yep. If you ain't got nowhere to run, I'm beating the fuck out of you. Because he going to stick and move. What, what, move. Nah. What, 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 move. What, move. Come on. Nope. 108 don't, pounds, bro. You ain't hitting that hard, dog. Don't disrespect the straw weights. Don't disrespect the bantam weights. Don't disrespect the fly weights. Nah, hell no. Nah. <laughs> so straw weight, 105 pounds. If you, <laughs> as, as for me, as a grown ass man walking around here, if I can't beat the fuck out of a 105 pound dude, I shouldn't God, be able to call myself won't. a man. Yeah. But he's a man too, though. That... Nah. <laughs> nah. He's nah. a man too. 105 pounds, I'm dog walking you, bro. 105 pounds, I'm dog walking you. Listen, you got a better chance beating Clarissa Shields, the best female boxer in the world right now. You have oh, dog walking. Dog walking. You, you have a better chance knocking her out than you do. Beating a straw weight, I'm telling you, bro. Nah, bro, 105, 105 pounds. I'm beating the fuck out of you. How many rounds are we talking? I'm in one. In one. One round. You're one knocking round. <laughs> straight to sleep. 105 pounds, dude. My dog weighs 105 pounds. 105 pounds, I'm beating the fuck out of you. Bro, whatever you be putting in your, in your little wee, I need some of that because you turn right now. Bro, you really need to tell me that. Straight up, heads up, nowhere to run, and regular boxing rules, gloves, mouth guard, you put a 105-pound dude in front of you, you ain't going to piece him the fuck up? No. Then you need to hit bro, the gym, my boy. Bro, bro, it has – bro, don't you understand – Boxing in particular is a technique sport. 
Don't you know that? At 105 pounds, it don't matter. All if these, I went, you're going to you're gonna sit there. You're going to sit there and go brute force, brute force, charging at him. No, nah, bro. He gonna have to come to me. Why would a hundred and five pounder come to you, even though knowing that you're the heavier person? And then again, right? Even if he do come forward, is your reaction time quick enough to dodge twelve punches at a time? Bro, you ain't got dog shit. He ain't gonna be able to hurt you. Yeah. Okay. You, so you telling me? So you telling me that? Bro, and that one hundred and five pounds that they have no, that they don't have no strength. That's what hold you're up, telling me. Let me let me put this into perspective for you real quick. It's not just about weight, okay? Let me put it into perspective for you real quick. All right, Oscar Colazzo. Okay, he's mm-hmm. the WBO mini flyweight champion. Okay, mm-hmm. motherfucker stands five foot one mm-hmm. with a sixty one and a half inch reach. Motherfucker mm-hmm. would have to. I've he, I got height, I got reach. I got size. I don't care that the motherfucker fast. He ain't going to be... As soon as he gets with... All I got to do is hit that motherfucker once and he's stone cold out. Fuck. So you so you telling me he don't have... These young bucks don't got... Don't got no chin. That's what you're saying? I'm saying versus another, another 105 pounder, yeah. I'm not 105 pounds. I if I spar, I could, I could if I spar with a hundred and five pounder right now, anybody who listens, if you weigh a hundred and fifteen or lower, this is, try me, try me. Trust me, I'll bet this shit money line. If you went to uh Chuck E. Cheese or or, or Dave and Buster's where they got the punching shit, and mm-hmm. you take one of them one hundred and five straw weights, I'm putting my money money line on the straw weight because he know how to use his strength. He's a boxer. I mean, yeah, but, but yeah, but let's not. Now, now he now he's a boxer by profession, but also like don't forget, like I've also I I boxed for eight years. I still box to this day. I'm not competing in boxing. I'm not boxing for 65, 70 hours a week like these dudes are, but like I know how to box. I'm not just gonna be out there throwing random, I'm not gonna be out there throwing fucking crazy ass hands just trying to hit them. Like, I know how to keep it tight, keep it fast, keep it quick. I know how to stay on the balls of my feet, bob and weave. Like, like I know how to box. Now, just some random dude who, who just who just goes out and thinks he can fight because he won a street fight one time over a nobody, then, yeah, probably going to get pieced the fuck up. But if you know how to box, even if you're not an elite level, like, I'm not saying I'm like, I'm not a fucking elite level boxer. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is, like, I have an understanding of boxing as a sport. I do boxing. I'm in not in great shape, but I'm not like fucking like I could I could go two, three rounds before I start running out of breath. On a 105er, I'm putting them to sleep. Putting them to sleep. Even if you do even if you do put him to sleep, it's not gonna be one round because with that first round, he's running around. He's not gonna allow you to just <laughs> if you do knock him out and I give a six round exhibition. You'll probably knock him out in probably like the fourth round. I think you underestimate. You should know the craft of boxing. You said you train. You you train boxing, right? You mm-hmm. should know that it don't matter. A uh, 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 one somebody in, in, in a one thirty who's powerful. Think about it. Like right, this 
Do you think Gravante Davis could knock out a heavyweight with the right punch? With the right punch, you think he could knock out Anthony Joshua? I mean, I, I mean, I do. Any, anybody I do. can knock out anybody with the that's right punch. What I, that's what I mean. You not want, at one hundred and five? Not at one hundred and five? No, one hundred and five. Hey, 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 mm-hmm. hey! No, your jaw's only so strong. No, this dude's probably hitting like max power <laughs> at like six hundred pounds. Nah, bro. Nah, one hundred and five. I'm dog walking. I'm dog walking. He gonna come up close. You, you, you expected his right jab, so he come with the right jab. You blocked that. He comes up with a quick ass left hook, and then come back with another combination, and then come back with another combination because his little ass is a crackhead. Nah. He comes with another punch. That's five I've, punches right there. I've got <laughs> six. I've got six inches of reach on him. I'm hitting the motherfucker before he could even get close to me. <laughs> Dog walking him, bro. Dog walking him. <laughs> and you think you think you gonna knock out Clarissa Shields? Fuck yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> you crazy? Ah, spin that bitch backwards. Then you know that woman can legit beat up real dudes, right? You know that, right? She probably hurt me a lot more. <laughs> that, hell yeah, that girl is strong. <laughs> uh, I'll tell you what. This is what I say. If I lost a hundred pounds, right? Naturally, not on no starving shit. Like I lost pounds and I'm going to the gym, so I'm not all sagging or whatever. Not it's natural. And let's and do I, it, yo. Let's start going to the gym. And I and I put weight back on with muscle. Listen, I'm not gonna say I'm a win or lose against the straw weight, but I'm telling you, he's gonna be competition. And we could go to the gym. I'm, I'm down. I'm with it. Shit. Say, I got a bag and a weight set here at my house, man. You can come through anytime. Shit. Don't tell me that. <laughs> Shit. Nah, I'm telling you, man. 105. And this, this is no disrespect at all. Oscar Oscar's a phenomenal boxer. Like, he's he's the face of boxing in Puerto Rico right now. He's He's a phenomenal boxer. I, I give him. I'm not. I'm not shitting on him when I say this. There's no disrespect to him at all. But like him and me in a cage, I'm gonna fuck him up. I'm gonna fuck him up. I ain't saying he. I'm not saying he's not gonna touch me. He gonna hit me a few times. He might even get a little blood to come out. But uh, now nah, little homie going to sleep, dog. 105 pounds. And I have six inches of reach. But, th- but that might be a hundred and five pounds of pure brute strength, though. That, like he has no body weight. He just it's all, straight it's all- tank. He gonna he gonna hit the mat the same. <laughs> yep. His ass is literally gonna go down like a like bro like bro bro sixty like a hundred and five pounds. Okay, that's two bags of bread mix at work. I'm dog walking them, bro. I'm dog walking. They got fucking bags of flour at the grocery store that weigh more than his ass. I'm dog walking them. Speaking of knocking out, did you have you been hip to the beef between Shannon Sharp and Mike Epps, the comedian? 
No, I have not seen that. <laughs> you need to take the time out and watch it because I guess um my apps has said something about Shannon Sharp because I guess Shannon Sharp don't like it for whatever reason. When when Cat Williams went to on his show, Shannon Sharp was trying to get Cat Williams to talk shit about Mike Epps, but he wouldn't. So Mike Epps do a little shade or whatever. I guess he instinct he messaged Shannon Sharp to see he get on he, he could get on the show or whatever. I guess she had declined or whatever. Then Shannon gets on the nightcap talking mad shit. Like, yo, when I see you have that same energy. <laughs> like grown ass man acting like he tough or whatever. Keep that same energy, I'll fuck you up. And you got Ocho instigating a word. Oh word, word, word. He said, Oh, I'll expose the DMs, blah 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 blah. So uh my my ex respond. <laughs> On his comedian shit, he was like, yo, bruh, he said, why you getting mad at me? Everybody else be making fun of you. Why you getting mad at me? All I said, you look like Medea. Basically, he said, listen, I'm going to be at the All-Star game. You're going to be at the All-Star game. I'm going to be at the All-Star game. He said, you could pull up on me, but I don't fight no more. <laughs> he said, I don't fight no more, so you know what that. Oh, means. hold on. So this shit says, Epps during a recent stand-up performance joked that he that he'd been approached by Shannon Sharp to come on Club Shay Shay and indicated that Sharp is gay and appeared to sexually assault or appeared ready to sexually assault comedian Cat Williams during a January interview. To that shit. Oh, oh, that Shannon Sharp called me to try to do an interview. I said, no, Medea, I ain't doing no interview. You can sit across from me and look at my balls while I'm sitting down. Damn. So basically, Mike Evans has said, bro, if you come on me with that energy, I'm popping your Yeah, Shannon, go say my name again. I'm gonna, I'm gonna release the DMs because you're lying. You said I reached out to you to come on Club Shay Shay. You're a motherfucking liar. When I see you, I'm gonna see if you're about it. <laughs> and what you, what you've been saying, trying to get some jokes because you're mad because Cat Williams did what he did. Damn. <laughs> you need to look up what Mike F said. That joint had me dying, man. Jesus Christ. Damn, dude. Yo, I feel like Shannon be beefing with everybody, though. Yeah, man. He tried to fight. Oh, yo, now, now when I see you, I'm going to see if you're really about it. Say my name again. <laughs> I got something for your ass. <laughs> Damn. He said, go ahead and be like Destiny Charles and say my name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uncle, he said, he said, what grown-ass man Will call himself Shay Shay. <laughs> like as crazy as hell, man. I hope, I hope, I hope them two settle it because they come on, man. They, they gonna they, over there. They gonna fight at the halftime of the All Star game. Yeah. They need to go fucking go in the next Yo, box. What was that? Card, man. What was that? Was it last season? Something happened on the court with Shannon Sharp. Yeah, and he got Memphis. all fucking. Yeah, and he got all fired up. It was with uh, Jaws' dad, right? Yeah, it, it originated with Dylan Brooks. 
Yeah. And then T Moran was like, yo, what you doing? So then then he got in it with with T Moran. Like, he too old for that man. He like 55. I don't know, man. Big dog still look huge. Nah, he be in a lab with it. <laughs> he be in a lab with it. He different, man. That CTE hit him differently. According to yeah. 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 Man, I thought for sure, man, when him and Skip Bayless went out, I thought he was about to reach across the table and strangle holes. The fact that he was able to restrain himself and not put his hands on him, he better than me because I don't know how I'll react in that situation because Skip Bayless is on there purposely belittling him, making him just look like he a peon. <laughs> and only thing he can do is just sit there and take it or else. Yeah, I don't understand how you're going to sit there and disrespect somebody with a gold jacket when you ain't even play the game. They didn't even average a point in high school. <laughs> he, didn't even average, he didn't even play varsity basketball as a senior. But he so adamant to talk shit about everybody else. I get it. That's his job. No. Like, to me, I probably can't critique an NFL player because I didn't make it that far. But I can critique a college player. I can critique critique. A, co- a high school player, because everybody, y'all know. I took I took Rockville High School football half seriously, and I'm still considered one of them. Like, I'm still regarded as one of them, you know? I put the work in. I just wasn't dedicated enough, you know? I had the talent to go to college. Probably not the NFL because I was undersized, but I know my stuff, man. Like, when I watch, not many people could watch football with me because when I watch football, I'm looking at X's and O's. I'm looking at what the defense about to run. I'm trying to guess what the offense about to run. It's about to be a run to the left. It's about to be the sl- about to be a slant or a goal route or a pull. That's how I watch the game. I don't, I don't watch it. Obviously, I watch it for the score, but I watch football on a deeper level. Like, I live, eat, shit, breathe, think football. So it was like, I could talk. Kyle could talk. Anybody else we bring on this platform, they can talk because nine times out of ten, is they can they have that there. You know, like but you know, like people like Sean McVay, um, Shanahan's, they they never played ball, but their IQ is up there because they know the game. Skip Bayless. He don't know. I'm. He don't know shit about football, and I'm convinced of that. I don't care how long he's been covering the sport. He don't know shit about it. Yeah, it's different to know it from watching it and know it from playing it. Like if somebody, if somebody wanted to go tell Skip, all right, we run, we run a four three robber three. He wouldn't know what the fuck that is. <laughs> that, that defense will get fucking busted up. But yeah. He don't I just it's just an example, but he wouldn't know what the fuck <laughs> that was, is. I was like, hey, you're gonna run a cover three robber, man. You're gonna get torched all day. <laughs> no, you you be the defensive coordinator for the practice team. <laughs> You'd be like, what what what's that? What, what what's that? He just talks shit. 
And I never respect it, even on cold pizza days, if anybody put, remember cold let pizza. Let me put it to you this way. Skip it. Bayless is the dude to run cover to invert on Madden all day. Yeah. That's all. That's the only defensive play he running. Man, listen, you got to run that cover three crowd with the middle blitzer, man. That's all I got to say. I, I say get I get I get people so mad when I play Madden because like most people when you play Madden when they play on defense they just like they just stay as the defensive lineman and try to get in the quarterback yeah. I'm like yeah no nah, that that's too easy bro um you gonna have to work for this shit yeah. I tell I play I'm a press I'm anybody who played me in Madden I watched but in my prime everybody who got their ass beat by me I'm sorry but I'm a press I'm a press I'm a press man, cover three guy. So it's either I'm a press you the man, and I'm sending I'm sending people home, or I'm playing cover three. But I'm still in a press. Y- y'all gonna have to beat me over the top. That bullshit slant's not happening. Them dumbass screens not happening. Them dumbass flat passes not happening. If you're gonna beat me, you're gonna have to beat me with a with a with a post route. You're gonna have to beat me off the scene. Corner routes, all that. That shit not working with me. Fuck I'm that. super, super proud of my ability to run the ball in Madden. That's people hate playing me in Madden because all I do is run the ball. Running the ball is so fucking glitchy. <laughs> I don't know, I just feel like throwing the ball in Madden is just it's just the whole game is just built around interceptions, man. Like you got middle linebackers jumping like eight feet in the air, like that shit just crazy to me. Yeah. And then you get somebody wide open and like the DB closes from like 30 yards away. And I'm like, what? The fuck? Yeah. Plus, there's so many different throwing mechanics and everything now. And like, I'm not, I'm not by any means like an elite level Madden player or anything. Like, I, I've, I've, I'm not, I'm not like that. I'm not nice like that. I was never top 100 good, but I was always, I was always that good. If you want to put ten dollars up, I'm confident in my abilities. Yeah, like I just like a, I like a friendly competition. Cause but, the thing about the thing about Madden, most people only run the same three to four plays. Mm-hmm. All you gotta all you gotta do is shut down two of those, and you good. I'm a I am a custom playbook guy though. See, that's a bullshit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you but you run the ball, so it don't really matter. You don't got all the glitchy passing plays probably in there, you know. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm run the ball first. I'm gonna run the ball 30 times a game, guaranteed. That's perfect for me because I run 4 3, man. 4 3 base. I still bust your shit up. Fuck no. I got them juke moves on, on lock, bro. I'm Fuck a hit stick no. king. Hit stick king. Fuck no. I remember Madden 25. I used to play as Dallas with DeMarco Murray. And I used to play against my boy. He's a big Miami fan. So he would always take the Dolphins. And he would get so mad. Because he's like, bro, throw the ball. And I'm like, it's the third quarter and I ran for 240. Why am I going to throw the ball now? Like, I got eight carries, fucking 186 nah. yards, bro. I ain't throwing the ball. Nah, I was always great at um 
stopping the run because I used to I used to always see like I said I read I read when it comes to running plays all you gotta do is 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 read the line of scrimmage. Pretty much if 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 the tight end is lined over the right guard, it's about nine times out of ten it's about to be a, a, a run to the right of some sort. If the if the if the linemen are close together on the inside, guess what it's about to be? It's about to be an inside run because they need to they need to clear out the middle. You know, it's all about the formation. Honestly, if if you know form of uh, um formation knowledge, you all set. Yeah, know your setups, man. Know your lineups. Mm-hmm. And use motion. Yeah. And the key is you don't always have to use the rosters that's there. If there's a low overall, but his speed and his tackle was higher, put that motherfucker in the game. Yep. I tell people that all the time. Play with the roster. He's like, nah, nah, nah. This is the guy. I'm like, I'm just letting you know, bro. <laughs> there's some 67 overall DBs that will pick you off glitchy. every time. That are yeah. glitchy as hell. Oh, yeah. Don't let that overall fool you, bro. Mm-hmm. Um, we're getting some basketball. What we got? We we got we got we got. Now nah, since we go on the football trend, let's 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 we talk about the ball. Basketball for last. Oh, um, before we even get to the ball, let's talk about Mike Zimmer real quick. We finally got our DC. So it's not official yet. It's not. No, I was just looking at it. It's not. It's not actually official yet. Oh, I thought I thought it was a hundred percent locked in. So they they've reached a deal as far as like what the contract would look like. But what I was seeing earlier is that because like they reached out to Rex Ryan this morning. So I don't I haven't seen anything official. Everything I've seen from it, none of what I've seen has actually come from the Dallas Cowboys. What if hear me out? What if Rex Ryan is the DC, but Mike Zimmer is like an assistant coach. They just they just, they just gonna hire two of them, have a backup in case shit don't work out. Yep. <laughs> I like that, but hypothetically, I say Mike Zimmer is the DC. How you feeling? I like it. I like it a lot, actually. This is I've been watching some film. I know I seem like a Mike Zimmer hater. I'm just tired of I want if we're gonna do something, let's do something new. Let's let's stop bringing back old friends. But one thing one thing I do like about him is that he's gonna make Michael Parsons um another Hendrix. And I like that. He's gonna turn him into Hendrix. Somebody who was stout in the run game and stout in the passing game, and he was a lurker. He was a safety at the middle linebacker. And another thing I like about Mike Zimmer is that he was always top, at least top fifteen, and stopping the run. Always top fifteen stopping the run. And if and if anybody got one bone to pick on us, it's our run game. I mean, sometimes during like during mid season, it got better, but towards the end of the season, it got shit again. 
And that's on culture. That's on Dan Quinn. Dan Quinn has never been good at stopping the run. Never. Never. That's just his DNA. We bring Mike Zimmer in. If, if we could somehow get both of them, even, I don't care who the DC. If we get in a in a perfect world, we get one of them, one of them, one of them focus on the run game. One of them because Rex Ryan is stout at the passing at passing defense. If you could merge those two together, shit, <laughs> I like our chances. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. It's not. It's not like a hundred percent set in stone. So they called Rick Ryan again. Mm-hmm. Damn. Um. Damn. Oh, exit on to the next topic. How about the twenty twenty four Hall of Fame induction class, though? Oh, Jesus. Yeah, that's. Yo, this lineup was so deep that. Players who deserve to be on here couldn't make it. Like, yeah, and I'm not, I'm not mad about who made it. Like, I am content. You got my boy Patrick Willis, which I was surprised when I see him on the stage. I'm like, Patrick Willis, they finally gave him his just due. Andre Johnson, Julius Peppers, Dwight Freeney, Devin Hester. Like, that's our childhood right there. Like, mm-hmm. shoot, like, hey, I give them an A plus. I give them, I personally give them an A plus. Um, what's your thoughts on it? I, Patrick, seeing Hester and Dwight Freeney. Also, for those of you that don't know, Dwight Freeney, Connecticut kid, represent. Bullfell uh, stand up. So. That was, uh, I don't know, very rarely, uh, at least in recent time, has the Hall of Fame class been, like, perfect. And honestly, for, for me, this is this is perfect. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the po- perfect culmination of who should be there. Like, to get uh, Andre Johnson in there is just right. Like, Patrick Willis is just right. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, um, Peppers, he already, we already knew he was going to be first ballot. It's Peppers, oh, yeah. like, but the white front, like, dude, they had three wild cards in the, on that ballot who deserved it. Antonio Gates kind of got robbed, I get it. A few people got robbed, but Patrick yeah, Willis. Uh, the like, only one, I, the only one I could see that I would have liked to have made it in is Reggie Wayne. Yeah. But, Rodney Harrison got snubbed too, but so did Terry Holt. But the pro, like, it's no disrespect to those guys, but I can't take any of the five guys that made it in out mm-hmm. to replace them. Mm-hmm. You know, Reggie Wayne will make it in next year. Antonio Gates will make it in. Those guys are going to make the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. I just, yeah. It was weird. No coaches this year. Mm hmm. It's just I love to see it. I love I love when when an organization does something right. I mean they ruined it with the halftime show, but for that moment Ugh. they did it. Right. <laughs> they did something right for once. I can't really remember 
the last great, the last great Hall of Fame class I could think of off the top of my head was the Ray Lewis class. I'm pretty sure Ray Lewis and Randy Moss was in the same class. Yep. I saw a post the other day. It was uh, Des Bryant eligible next year. He he was on the he was on the route to become a Hall of Fame, but it's like um, I had a um I had an interesting uh, conversation on Facebook. Do you think Matt Ryan will end up in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, I think so too. I I think he's gonna yeah. I think like it's it's gonna take yeah. It's gonna take him some time and. But is, is Matthew Stafford a first a first ballot? Yes, I think so too. Some people don't think he's not in there at all. People also don't think Eli's going to be in there at all. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry, but you can say whatever you want about Eli Manning, but you don't you don't you know, get to no. be a two time Super Bowl MVP and not make the Hall of Fame. It's not. It's the teams that he beat both years. To- to, to get that feat. Like, you be arguably one of the best teams ever. Mm-hmm. And then you be probably the third or fourth best team ever. Mm-hmm. Not to mention you beat the GOAT. Mm-hmm. Which will soon end. I was just going to say, uh, one of uh, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny you mentioned, you know, you had the Facebook conversation about Matt Ryan. I had a Facebook conversation with somebody earlier, uh, I think it was yesterday, about um and i think it was this is actually due to shane sharp because they talked about this on on his is mahomes the go over brady more or less so than lebron to jordan so like mahomes Mahomes, before the age of 30, if you just look at their careers as to how far into their career up until age 28, if you compare them side by side, Mahomes is clear-cut the winner. Mm-hmm. Clear-cut the winner up until this point in the career. Now, obviously, Brady has about 16 more years of playtime than Mahomes has. Um, so, if, you know... You'd be like, oh, well, Brady has more passing yards. I would fucking hope so. Mahomes was in diapers when when Brady started. That's just how it works. The only thing I'll give Brady, not the only thing, but one of the cool things that Brady's going to have in his arsenal forever is Brady gave Mahomes his first season loss, his first postseason loss, and his first Super Bowl loss. So Brady will always have the Super Bowl win over Mahomes. And then it's funny when you look at it and the Chiefs win, you know, congratulations to them. They're the first team to win the Super Bowl in back-to-back years since Tom Brady did it. So it's like any any stat that Mahomes can put up is going to be 
in relation to Tom Brady, just like LeBron, where like any because he's the because Tom Brady's goat, it's supposed to be like that. He's trying to chase him, but him here's my thing is right. Tom Brady in his what twenty one year career, twenty career, he never had the adversity adversity that Mahomes had this year alone. No, yeah, I I, I agree with that. Does this one makes him the goat? Fuck no. Fuck no. But this is my thing is people were talking about um Mahomes need to get seven or eight to surpass Tom Brady. No, no he don't. He because only my have thing, to get you, five or six. Not even. Not even. Cause you can't just look at you can't just look at championships. Cause if you look at championships, then you don't talk about Dan Marino. So you can't just talk about championships. You have to think about everything else. But I don't know. I don't know if Mahomes gets another one in the next couple of years. I'm predicting they go on. Th- I'm going. I'm. I'm predicting three P. You think so? They are. They. They are top three when it comes to I believe in salary crap. Coming into the off season, yeah, but I just there's so much up and coming competition, and particularly the only, in the AFC. And the only piece that they are missing right now is wide receiver. They could get a T Higgins right now, and they will be all set to go. Bro, speaking of offseason, did you hear what Colin Coward said? No, I don't listen to that fool. So uh I, I didn't I don't watch his I don't watch his show, but you know, I see his, his clips on Instagram or TikTok. And uh he actually said something that makes sense to me. Minnesota. What do they need? They need a quarterback. Quarterback. Now, right now, Minnesota is sitting with the 11th pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. The Patriots have the number three pick in the draft. Mm-hmm. Now, what do the Patriots need more than anything? A quarterback. <laughs> no, 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 no. Even There's something that that offense needs more than a quarterback. They need a quarterback. They need, they need running backs. They need wide They need a wide receiver. They need offensive line. They need, but they need a QB more than a wide receiver. No, I don't agree with that. I, they need they, a wide they receiver. They not. I already know where you're going. They about to change Jefferson Jet, uh, Jettas to New England for the. No, they mm-hmm. not. Nope. No, they're not. I don't think it's gonna happen. But that's one of those crazy trades that actually makes sense to me. Because if so, if the difference between Caleb and this is was his point, if the margin between Caleb Williams. And the rest of the quarterback class is as big as it's made out to believe. Which is New England, not. I agree, but if that's how it's perceived, Caleb is probably going to go one overall, if not two. The Patriots trade their third round pick and a first round pick for next year and get Justin Jefferson. At pick 11, they can still get a quarterback. 
Bo Nix might be there at 11. Penix might be there at 11. If any, and I, and I must, uh, and I might repeat myself. No, and I'm will repeat myself. If Bo Nix, and I repeat, if Bo Nix goes anywhere in the top 20, 32 teams in the first round, somebody in their organization needs to get fired. You really don't like that guy, do you? Bo Nix is. Max Duggan 2.0. No, he's Kirk Cousins 2.0. He's not as good as Kirk Cousins. He is Max Duggan 2.0. Mr. Runner-up to Caleb Williams. And boy, is not even on a roster right now. That's, 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 and it, I don't personally don't, I don't personally dislike the kid. But, but it took him 8,000 years for him to have this season. The good thing is, though, is that he's not a kid. He's 28 years old. <laughs> like, I don't know. Like, I want a nice young QB. I want somebody that is young as bright. I don't want no 26-year-old QB. I'm sorry. I don't. Listen, listen. Drake May, I'm not a biggest fan of him, but he has upside. I'm not a fan of, 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 um, Caleb Williams, but he got upside. I'm no, not a Caleb Williams is trash. Um, 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 who else is coming out? Who else is coming out? To me, Michael Penix, even JJ McCarthy, he has upside. I'm not gonna lie to you, this is gonna hurt my heart, but JJ McCarthy may be the best quarterback in the draft. You know how I feel about Penix. I don't think Penix is really all that, but I hate Caleb Williams. Mm. The best QB. You could say that because he just won. I guess you could say that, but I tell you what, the most talented QB out of all of them is Drake May. Drake May oh, is yeah. the he's the most talented QB out of all of them. Oh, definitely. He has he has all the intangibles. But, but I think me, I think JJ is probably JJ is probably the best bet to come out of college, walk onto an NFL field, and play well. Only thing I know is, is this: is when I turn on my TV on April fourteenth, fifteenth, whatever the day is, and if it's not saying either a, the Chicago Bears has traded the number one pick to blah blah, blah or b. Or with the number one pick overall pick of the 2024 draft, the Chicago Bears select Marvin Harrison Jr. If it's not that, then Chicago is stupid because they already had a, a QB. And can't nobody steer me away from that. Chicago already have a franchise QB. Just give him weapons. I don't they're know, gonna, man. I, I think I think Chicago's gonna I think they're gonna I think they're gonna trade fields, man. That's so so if that's the case, just send them to Atlanta then. No, so I think what they're gonna do is Chicago's gonna trade that that second first round pick in Justin Fields, and they're gonna go and get somebody crazy. And they're gonna draft Caleb Williams. 
Yeah. Hey, on. <laughs> imagine it, just hypothetically. Imagine, right? Imagine, imagine, imagine they get Caleb Williams and then they don't trade, but they get one of them boys from LSU. It's possible. It's not a bad look. Except for the drafting Caleb Williams part. That sucks. And then you can trade. Then you can trade Justin Fields without giving away none of your picks. You can give up Justin Fields and a first-round draft pick for another year and a second round for this year and get another pick in the first round. I mean, I guess it doesn't really matter what they do at quarterback. If they don't do something about the offensive line, it's not going to matter. Well, offensive line, you can always that's that's gonna be on free agent frenzy, which I can't wait for because next month actually yeah, next month is about to be one of the deepest free agent pools in a while. I'm ready to see Jerry Jones put his money where his mouth is, man. He said that he's gonna go all in this year, which means that I wanna see some crazy shit happen. Listen, he's gonna wait till day three to make moves. I'm booking it. If he if he makes if he makes one splash move, I won't talk shit about the Cowboys the whole 2024 season. I'm telling you, man, he's I bet you this man's already been on the phone with Denver about certain. I mean, we don't need that draft pick anyway. What the fuck are we gonna get with that? Exactly. What are we gonna do with that? There ain't going to be nobody there that's better than what we have. You see how everybody requesting a trade for Philly? Hassan yeah. So, Redding, AJ Brown, so Jesus. They were, just saying, they were just saying that Reddick didn't ask for a trade, and I was like, I don't know, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Well, I think, I think Philly's got a big problem right now with, with the Sirianni thing. Uh, I, and then they go out and they get Kellen Moore. Like, what? How's that going to fix your problem? I'm like not to mention the fact that you just you just guaranteed two L's a year to Dallas because we know we know exactly what Kellen Moore is going to do. Mm-hmm. Um, where do you think AJ Brown will go? What will He's going to stay. A good spot for it. What would be a good spot? Let's say if he did get traded though, where would be a good spot for AJ Brown? The Colts. Mm. They're going they're going to pair him up. They're going to pair him up with Pittman because they're going to get Anthony Richardson back. Gardner Minshew is going to go to the Patriots if they don't draft the quarterback. I think Gardner Minshew deserves – I think Gardner Minshew deserves a starting job again. I think he deserves a shot. Possibly. I mean, he made the Pro Bowl. Gardner Minshew made the Pro Bowl. Yeah, he was in the Pro Bowl. He was an alternate. Fuck. <laughs> yeah. That's disgusting. Um, he had a he had a quietly good year. Don't forget that team was also one game away from making the playoffs. And me out though. AJ Brown to Baltimore. Nah, I, I don't think I don't think Harbaugh's gonna deal with his attitude. You don't think so? No. I don't think so. I think I think Baltimore is really happy with what they have. Um they're gonna ha- they're gonna I think they'll they'll make some move. Um you know it would be ironic as fuck if they sent him back to Tennessee. 
That would be crazy. <laughs> uh, and Tennessee's got uh, – you also forget – Tannehill's not going to be a Titan next year. Tannehill's going to look for Tannehill might Tannehill might be the new guy up in New England. Nah, he's going to play the Andy Dalton role. He's going to be a backup for somebody. I'm telling you, I'm 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 on the manifest. They're calling they're calling either even though I don't want them to, they're either calling Bo Nix or they're calling um or they're going to call Drake May. But I don't know. It's a new regime. I'm still thinking in the Belichick way. So they might actually go Penix. I can they see, might actually go. They might actually go Michael Penix. I could see Bo Nix out there in New England, man. But that's what the that's what the Belichick mindset though. That that whole regime different. They got Dante Hightower back over there coaching all type of shit. So who's their head coach? Um, Gerard Mayo. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They might go around and just go all defense. I ain't even gonna lie to you. Don't be surprised if they go all defense. Yeah, they're gonna have the number one ranked defense and the number thirty-two ranked offense. (laughs) You know what I I can't wait for? So now that we're, especially now that like it's cool for us and our generation now, because now we're seeing a bunch of players that we grew up with become coach, coaches. Pierce. You know, you got Mike Vrabel out there, Antonio Pierce out there. Um, Brian, Brian Leftwich deserves yep. a job. Michael uh, Vrabel got played. I can't believe he didn't get a job because they say he's too much or too big, whatever the fuck they say he was. Like, Yeah, I can't know. believe he doesn't have a job, man. That's crazy. <laughs> I thought for sure he was going to the Chargers until I saw that they were interviewing yeah. Harbaugh. Harbaugh's a hard – he's a tough guy to beat out but for a coach shop. you mean to tell me he can't get a D.C. job? Like – I would have taken him. On. I'm telling you, like – But you know the- who's a player that we saw, and it's not Tony Romo because I know we can't wait for Tony Romo to start coaching. But there's one player that I would love to see come back at a coaching capacity, especially for the Dallas Cowboys. Who would that be? Sean Lee. Mm. Sean Lee is one of my favorite players of all time. I know he he had he had some injuries, a lot of them. The dude's got no hamstrings at all. But I loved Sean Lee as a player. Nah, that Sean man is an that. absolute dog. I like that. I actually like that. I actually like that. Um, yeah, but we we in a great space when it comes to certain stuff about football. I mean, I still don't like the rules. I still don't like how the gameplay half the times, but realistically. Dude, can you believe that have, San Fran didn't know the overtime rules? We could That's crazy. We could we get we could transition right into that. Um how would you rate the game before we even get to it out of a scale of one a one to ten? What was your grade on a on the game? I'd say probably the eight and a half. It was one of, probably one of the better Super Bowls I've seen in a while. I'm gonna give you two scores. If we talking sideline to sideline ball, I'm giving it a nine because this is why I'm gonna give it a nine because they gave us that game gave us the sweet science of what it gave us a culmination of what. Both of us, like, I like a defensive game. It was that for the first three quarters. 
And then the fourth quarter in the OT, it became high scoring. Touchdown. It was one of what you it like. was one of it was one of the best examples of how coaching really fucking matters. Mm-hmm. You literally watch every single drive. Every time the Kansas City defense or San Francisco offense or vice versa came out onto the field, you watch the adjustments happen in real time. Mm-hmm. Both Andy Reid and Shanahan, both those guys coached their asses off. Now, obviously, Andy Reid is above. Now that Belichick's retired, Andy Reid's probably the best coach in the NFL. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. That's if he yeah. don't retire. That's if he don't retire. He's not going to retire. But, um, the, after the end of the third quarter, I think it was what was the score? Uh, it was uh, like it's sixteen thirteen. I think at yeah. the end of the third. Man, can we talk about the kickers though? Jesus Christ, man! Listen, um, buddy Yo, I feel this. so bad, homie. Homie broke the record just to have it beaten again two yeah. minutes later. <laughs> Yo, those kickers was on some shit on Sunday, boy. Until to, until he missed the extra point. Until I thought I thought Casey Kicker should have going into the fourth quarter. He was my MVP because he solely kept him into the game. Isaiah, yeah, but so Isaiah that Pacheco fi- was fumbleitis all game. And the one of the things that I have to say about this Super Bowl is it doesn't matter who you rooted for. All I'm gonna say is I know there's the there's the missed call on Fred Warner on the final drive, but um, the fact that I would have put money on the fact that some crazy call would have happened to affect the game. And in that final drive of the game, in overtime, Kansas City gets the ball. You watched Patrick Mahomes be great. Not just that. No, it was the last three possessions. Mahomes was like, you know, took it over. He took it over. He started running. It it was. It was. It was second and twenty-one. If I'm mistaken. They they in the dumpsters. It's like they need to score. Oh, uh, he throws a little. He throws a little uh, slant pass to Rashi Rice. Fourth down or third down, they decide to run. It's fourth and four, fourth and three. He takes it himself. Runs fifteen yards. We not losing this game, man. We not I mean, losing and, this game. And like Patrick, and like there was no, there was no like. Defensive pass interference that saved the drive. Mahomes was just cool, calm, collective. I mean, he ended the game 34 for 46, 333, two touchdowns. He threw one bad pass all game. He threw one bad pass probably all playoffs, if I'm being honest. And And it was bad. It was really bad. Yeah. But, and then, I mean, he led Kansas City in rushing, nine rushes for 66 yards. Pacheco, I don't know what was. Pacheco was just. Awful. It was better putting uh, Lair out there as, at, at a point because he was just too jittery. But before we, we continue with the review, because I wanted to give my second my, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. my second grade. And this whole totality, I'm giving the game a six. Because the that 20 minutes between the first two quarters and the last three quarters was a <laughs> shit show. That shit yeah. was Usher wasn't even singing half the words. He was out of breath. Mm-hmm. It's just 
He was sweating bullets out the, there, bro. At the time, he was fellatio and fucking Alicia Keys. It's like come on, taking his shirt off. We don't want to see none of that, man. Like, come yeah, on. Yeah, then Luda, Luda came out there looking like <laughs> Riley from Boondocks. The, the best part of that whole shit is when they brought the college band out. That's when mm-hmm. I got in, in, I got intrigued with it, but that it drops three that drops three points for me. But as a football game itself, I'm a I'm I want I want it almost give it a nine point five, but it wasn't a perfect game. So, um, because it was a it was a bunch of bonehead plays in the game. The pump the pump fumble. What is you doing? And yep. it was it's not even that much seventy five percent of the pump returns was stupid. What the the pump returner from the Chiefs? Why is you catching it at the two yard line? Why? You trying yeah. to make? I get it's the Super Bowl. You trying to make plays? So there was some bonehead plays there. Um, I think some people try to say it's script, whatever. Maybe because they was bad for San Fran, but you know it was even for me. Like the Kyle you says, um, the the Kyle you takes catch. I don't think that was a catch to me. But yo, did you see Des Bryant? Yeah, he said that was yeah. not. A yeah, catch. That, that's not a catch. And everybody <laughs> was like dogging him for it. And like I called it on the field. I was like, listen, he didn't survive the ground. That's the rule. He that's the rule. I was watching. Not a catch. I was with I was with Shaw. I'm like, that's not a catch. But it is. It's not. You know, it is what it is. They called it for what it was. I also like the fact that the Chiefs won the Super Bowl in back-to-back years on the same play. Mm-hmm. McCole Hartman, man. You think McCole Good Hartman? Good for him, man. Good for him, man. You think you can? He can um carry that into the next season? Because oh yeah, you just you just nah, played he's... your greatest game of your life on the biggest stage. Coming off of being there with the Jets in the beginning of the year, and mm-hmm. no, nah, I I think I think. I think this game flipped the switch for him. You, you think he could finally play that Tyreek Hill? Not to the effect of Tyreek Hill, of course. But even if the if it's half of Tyreek Hill, that's good enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I, I think he's gonna be the guy over there. What I like, what I like, what I liked about that game is Valdez Scantling, he dropped the pass. And then in the very next play, he made went right back to him. He made up for it. And Watson, man. Hey, Casey, people say Casey don't have no weapons, but they low-key got some weapons if they playing right. I, I like don't like that guy, Noah. I don't like Noah Gray, though. Nah, he, he was a cowboy. He he garbage. But what Justin Watson, not bad. He's not half bad. I like him. Not, oh, Rashid, Yo, I'm not gonna lie, man. I, for, he is. I, I I forgot. About Edward Solaire, man, he had one carry for no yards. Same, but they, they should have at least played him because Pacheco was, I don't know, man. And on uh, my opinion, on seeing friends' part, man, listen, man, they got hit with the injury bug very first at the beginning of the game. Greenlaw, oh, Dre Greenlaw, and his <sighs> career might never be the same because he might not say, come back. Yeah, they're talking about he raptured it. Yeah. That's terrible, man. Hey, my prayers go out to him and his family, man. Then Debo, he yo, he's such a Iron Man, man. He gets hurt, comes back. Kittle gets hurt, he comes back. 
But this is my thing about San Fran. Everybody is calling me a Brock Purdy hater. Brock Purdy showed me exactly who he was. He's he's a great role player, but keep him out of that MVP shit. Because some of them throws he missed is utterly disgusting. Like you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't miss some of them throws, man. You you just don't. You don't. CMC try his best. He really did. <laughs> he can only do what was what we said was the key to the game. If you manage CMC under a buck fifty total scrimmage yards, you win the game. He had one hundred and sixty. He did. Yeah, eighty receiving, eighty catching. He's he's. I think he's the first player to do it. But that was a quiet one sixty because he was, he had to fight for that shit. What's crazy though is McCaffrey had thirty touches for one hundred and sixty yards and a touchdown. It don't feel like that though. It don't feel like. I mean, he had that one good catch, but yeah. outside of that, it don't feel like that. Yeah, I, I respect his game, but can we just talk about the fact that I fucking hate Debo? Why? I just don't like his like. Swagger, man. I just don't like his energy that he brings. My boy, a bully. I, but speaking on, you want to talk about a full good story. How about Jennings? Jennings yeah. balled out. He was probably the best wife. He was the best wide receiver on Sunday. He was. Mm-hmm. I, I forgot Ayuk was out there. <laughs> man, yo, Ladoria Sneed, probably top five in the league. I'm sorry. Really? He might be top five corner in the league. He gave I up, saw something. He gave I, up I don't two know, touchdowns. Man. He gave up that, two touchdowns. McDuffie, man. McDuffie played one hell of a he had that he had McDuffie. that fucking penalty on him, but Trip McDuffie is top twenty player in the league. I don't give a fuck oh, yeah. if nobody tell me. I don't he was I don't, he was I don't give balling. a fuck. I don't give a fuck if he's a slot corner. It's funny you talk fuck. about you talk about how like the game was slow in the first half. The first quarter, the only player they talked about was McDuffie. He swatted like three passes down in a row. Tell he me, was man. balling out there. McDuff, but, 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 this how nice Trent is. If he McDuffie will, got a pick, he would have been the MVP. He will lock up your slot receiver, and if that gets born. He will lock up your second best wide receiver. And if that gets born, he will go to your number one. But they don't need to go to his number one because they got Sneed. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's like then you got Chris, you got Chris Jones, who's on the older side, but when he wants to disrupt the play, he's fucking that player. <laughs> and then you got Colossus, young bread. Like, do you I like their run? I I I like their I like their linebacker core with with uh Tranquil, um, can't think of their names right now, but they um buddy who got the fumble in the last Super Bowl that they won or against the affiliate, can't think of their names right now. But I like their linebacker core. Casey, like the whole year we were talking about Casey is that like, got a shitty roster, but they roster not have bad. That's all coaching too, man. Just, just Andy Reid knew how to get those guys ready to play. Oh yeah, Willie Gay and Nick Bolton. That's the other linebacker. They just, they just like play, Bolton. man. They Drew Tranquil. Play, man. Yeah, man. They just play. Fuck the X's and O's. We about to just play. 
Imagine and Chris Jones, man. Football. Chris Jones is that dude is such a fucking monster, man. Yo, he fucks shit up. <laughs> he just fucks it up. And oh, speaking of play, hey, shout out to Chase Young, man. He was all over the field on Sunday. Chase Chase Young. That's my. That was the first game in a long time when I'm like, oh yeah, he dominant. He was fucking Mahomes up. Bro, they had that one play in the first quarter where Bosa, Gregory, and Young all hit Mahomes <laughs> at the same time. And I'm just like, yo, fuck this, dude. If I'm Mahomes, I'm like, y'all motherfuckers better do something about this because this is not okay. This is not okay. And then Mahomes, I'm like, bro, I'm like, is there any defensive player in the league that isn't playing right now? Mm-hmm. Like, fucking the Mahomes, man. Turned it on, man. That fourth quarter and that overtime was just special, man. And just just to have like just to not have the 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 knowledge to know that if you score even if you score seven, the game ain't over. KC gets another drive. The yeah, see, that that's what's crazy. It's like I'm not if if I'm the coach. Going into overtime, I'm not taking the ball first, and I'm not I'm not kicking a field goal because I'm fucked regardless. I'm fucked yeah. regardless. If I kick a field goal and then they kick a field goal, the game keeps going. If they score a touchdown, it's game over. See now, if I go for and I lose it, they kick a field goal. Fuck it. But if I go for the field goal, I could go for the seven. Now they have no choice but to go for seven. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and, I didn't not agree with that. And it wasn't like it was like fucking fourth and fucking fifteen. I believe it was like it was like fourth and three. Yeah. Yeah, Took that was. Ball. I don't know. And then for the players to come out after the game, and uh, I think it was Hushek that said it, like, like, oh, like I didn't even know that that was the the rule. Like, what? What? How do you not know that? And you want to like, know what that goes to culture? So mm-hmm. now. No, as great of a, as a coach as Kyle Shanahan is, is it almost time to just accept the fact that he can't win the big game? He 0 for three in that bad boy. Gave up nah. a gave up a 28 nah. 28-3. He he lost the he lost he lost to Kansas City twice in the same exact way on the last mm-hmm. drive. I don't know. As a player, do you second guess playing for Kyle Shanahan? Uh, after the Super Bowl, yeah, yeah, I I, I have some reservations about that, uh, particularly about getting the team ready to play. I think that that's that's a mistake you can't make. Um, he's still a phenomenal coach, though. Sure, for sure. But I don't know. I don't but, know um, if I, I just kudos though. Kudos, though. What a beautiful way to end the season. We started the season great with Detroit beating KC. And then what a way to finish it, man. What a way to finish it. I just want to talk about one more day that we could go to basketball. Lamar Jackson, why are you so pussy, man? Why are you a crybaby talking about, nah, fuck that. I can't watch that. It's too raw. Fuck is you? What yeah, you what? You softy. Yeah. yeah, I saw that too. That's and I was just like, wow, okay. Vibes. Mm-hmm. Like, 
You just won the MVP. Speaking of damn, we didn't even talk about the rewards. Oh yeah. Hey, but you just won MVP. Like, come on now. We could do a quick review. Um CJ Stroud won office offensive player of the year, obvious. Rookie of the year, yep. Um, who won defensive player of the year? Rookie. Will Anderson. Deserving. Um, my yeah, back back to back years, yep. you got a team go uh, to run the floor on it in the AFC, nonetheless. Yep. I still think that Jalen Carter should have gotten it. I think he did get snubbed out of that. I know but, he's an eagle, and I hate him but, for that. Um, but Will Anderson turned it on. Yeah, he arguably was their arguably was their best defensive player towards the end of the year in the playoffs. Um. My shocker of the whole night was Miles Garrett actually fucking winning the Fisher. Yeah, I I don't, I don't know, man. I just, I'm not sure. Then Stefanski won coach of the year. That fuck that I don't like. (laughs) That's some bullshit. Yeah, I don't know about that one. But apparently, oh, hold on, breaking news. Oh, it's not breaking news. Oh, never mind, never mind. Continue, sorry. Uh, but back to the Miles Garrett thing. He had a great season, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't agree with that. I, I definitely. I think that that should have gone to Dan Campbell or D'Amico Ryan's. Who you think should have won Defensive Player of the Year? This is going to sound Homer, but I think it was Micah's. I think it was TJ's. Really? Yeah, I think it was TJ's. I don't know. TJ's a weird fit for me, man, because I just – I just – He's – he's 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 as of right now, the best defensive player in the league. Okay, nobody tell me. He gets the picks. He gets the sacks. He's unguardable. He gets tripled. He he does the the same thing that happens with him happens to Parsons, but he still he still he get held. He don't bitch about it, and he still gets to sit the QB. You know, he's he he's still the best of me. He's still the best of me. I'm not a biggest fan of, of Parsons right now. I, I'm not a big fan of Parsons right now. Um. He's still a hell of a player, and I still love him to death. But it's just certain qualities about him right now that I don't know. I ain't fucking with right now. I just want the kid to be a linebacker. That's all. <laughs> Maybe I'm just in my field because I want the kid to be a linebacker. That's where he belongs, man. Mm-hmm. That's where. I, like, don't get me wrong. The sacks and shit is fun. I love seeing him have his uh, going after the QB and shit, but we need him where he fits best. You know? I think we'll see more of that this coming year. Yeah. And plus, I just feel like, Michael, to me, Michael Parsons gassed out again towards the end of the season to me. Yeah, I think that's the only reason he didn't win defensive players because the last four again. games of the season, he was kind of uh, – Irrelevant. And the playoff. And, and in the playoff, yeah. He was nowhere to be found in that game, yeah. He spent more time talking to Jordan Love on the mm-hmm. podcast than he did chasing him down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he spent more time speaking to Stephen A. Smith. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and 
And that was then, a good interview, though. Yeah, that was. I watched the whole thing. That was a phenomenal. I hope he does come back. He said he was coming back. I hope he come back. I respect some of the points Stephen A. was saying. Um, I, I just like how Stephen. I just like how Smith told him to just shut up and play yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. I earned. Uh, I earned some respect for Stephen A. After that interview. Um. Then you got a controversial, uh, a controversial pick to me is not, but to the masses it is. Joe Flacco wins the player, uh, player of the year award. People, think I think it should have been Baker Mayfield. People talking about it's supposed to be Demar Hamlin. Bro, homie was inactive for half the season <laughs> and only played Kick on off. special teams. And yeah, the one time he actually played on like an actual on field, he got a penalty. <laughs> And they're like, oh, well, he died and came back. I don't care. This is my position on it. You know, he, he did come back. He did die and come back. But 80% of that, what happened, that play was on him. So, like, he died a starter and he came back a backup backup. And he wasn't, he wasn't, he wasn't a great safety when he was playing either. Yeah. Like, so you, you guys like, are making it sound like he was, like, elite. elite. <laughs> like, bro, nobody, nobody knew who DeMar Hamlin was until he died on the field. So it was like, fuck that. I'm sorry. I'm glad you was able. It's a great comeback. A great journey. Great oh, yeah. full story. Write a book about it. Make a fucking movie about it. Whippy. And I, I will I fucking saw, watch it. But don't I saw something. Awards. They were talking about like, oh well, if Alex Smith won Comeback Player of the Year, then how come Demar Hamlin did? What Alex? No, okay, I get it. Demar Hamlin died, but what Alex Smith went through to get even be able to come back and play it's not football even, again? It's not, it's it's not, not even, even about, close. It's not even about that. Fuck the injury. It's what he did when he came back. He was fucking a pivotal point for Washington. He was a one game. To win games. I love Alex Smith, man. I like, love Alex Smith. Like, he won games for Washington. Like, come on now. Like, them two don't even compare. All right, let's mm-hmm. move before I get mad. They talking about DeMar. <laughs> you talking about DeMar Hamlin should have won that shit. Fuck out of here. Um, yeah, let's transition into some to some basketball. Um, how about that, man? I just wanna I just wanna read some stats real quick. Um, I just do the the past. I put the past six games. Um, February third, he forty one minutes for sixty points. February fifth, thirty four minutes, twenty nine points. Um, February seventh, twenty five points, nine points. Next game. 42, next game, 30 points, and then last night game, 35. Averaging like seven three-pointers made in each of those games. Can we just... Yeah, just give him him the MVP now. (laughs) Can we just take a moment to just appreciate Stephen Curry, not because I'm a Warriors fan, just because of the sheer... Amazing shit this motherfucker is doing right now. He is the definition <laughs> of like the pure definition of MVP. <laughs> like, like there is no player in basketball that's more valuable than Steph Curry. 
It's just not – it's not a thing. There's no player in the league that is more valuable to their team than Steph Curry is. If Steph Curry isn't on the Warriors, the Warriors are worse than the Pistons. We will five games if we don't have Curry. Man, I'm so happy that I watched that Steph Phoenix because – like, I kept my promise I was going to get into USC this week, but I thought the event was this week, but it's next week. But I'm so glad I tuned back into that game because, man, that the way that game ended was just – I haven't been that hyped for a sports event in a very long time. When I was a kid, I used to let's go, let's fucking go, run down the stairs screaming. My mom like, what the fuck is you doing, kid? You uh-huh. fucking walling. But now when I watch a game, like, I still be hyped watching the Cowboys game. Let's fucking go. But I was literally laying down. Man, listen, I jumped out the bed. almost fucking fell down my stairs. I'm hyped. I'm like, let's fucking go. Like, that shit had me happy because, man, Curry trying, man. He trying to keep us in the game. We on a nice little four-game win streak right now. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just beautiful to see, man. I just wanted to give my roses to Steph, man. He probably ain't like, going to listen to this shit, but you still – I like how roses. Clay said he'd take, like, a mm-hmm. – he'd a go into a, a more support-style yep. role just to stay with the team. I mean, and and what sucks too is that like, Clay Thompson is a phenomenal basketball player. All the he's just had some really bad injuries that have hindered his ability to just keep up. Mm-hmm. You when know, you that's go, that's really what it from, is. When you go from having an Achilles injury and then after then a torn he, ACL, no, he no he he tore his ACL first. Mm-hmm. And then he came back and tore his, his Achilles and then come back and have another injury. Like, that's tough. Yeah. That's tough. Yeah. But he's such a phenomenal player, man. And mm-hmm. and he deserves he, – he's, he, he's a Hall of Famer for sure. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's not – he's not even as much as the support guy to Steph as people like to talk to him about. Yeah. Clay, Clay is just as important to that team as Steph was I, throughout I, the, the reign. I appreciated that he went from being this this ignorant, delusional guy that he was still in his prime for four years ago, five years ago, to look at himself in the mirror, being a human, being an honest man, and being real with himself and say, yo, these young kids, Kaminga, um, all these young these, these young dudes that's playing, uh, Gary Payton, all these dudes is playing. Yeah, he balling, too. Yeah, they playing good for us. And when I go out there, I'm chucking and missing. And I, on, def- on a defensive end, I'm not as elite as I once was. Why wasn't, it, wasn't it earlier this season that he said that, like, he doesn't get the respect he deserves yep. as a great? Yep, yep. And then from the day when we was watching the Boston game, and Clay Thompson, they took Clay Thompson out. Mm-hmm. Like he, he don't close games no more because Steve Kerr don't really trust his his shot, his shot ability making. Right All I'm saying now. is oh. they were losing when he was on the court, and they won when they took him off. Yeah, you know, and he realized that. 
And he wants to be a I like that he still wants to be a warrior and he's willing to do whatever it takes to stay on the warrior. So that means if his minutes get cut and his shots gets taken uh taken away. Cause as much as I'm not a biggest fan of Kaminga, you gotta have Kaminga out there because he's balling. I just don't like how he's a ball hog. There's only room for one ball hog on that team. If Steph Curry wanted to shoot 60 times a game, you let him. He because he gonna he gonna make it 50 of them, yeah. <laughs> He deserves that right. Nobody on that team should be shooting 15 shots unless it was Prime Clay because Prime Clay was getting buckets. You know what I'm like? Draymond Green, he ain't causing no bullshit since he came back as he promised, and he's actually scoring. He's actually scoring for us. And he's been getting fouled. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's a big dude, though, man. Draymond's huge. Mm-hmm. Um... Let's do a couple. Let's do a little, little overview real quick. Um, I had it. I had it. I had it up. Here it is. Um, let's let's do. Let's recap. Yeah, how Gigi gonna go and get that uh contract over in Memphis and then get benched for um actions detrimental to the team? Like, bro, <laughs> you gotta play ball, man. Like, yeah. and like. Obviously, Memphis already has, like, a guy who does extracurricular activities that keeps him away from playing basketball. Yeah. Like, they ain't they, they room for more of that, man. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't want to hear, oh, well, Ja got away with it. Ja and Gigi are not the same player. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of upsets last night, to be honest. Um, the Hornets beat the Pacers 111-102. to 102. That's... I don't know. The Indiana Pacers, man, it's like, to me. They're scrappy. They scrappy, but it's like they. I think what is about to mess them up is them trading Buddy Hill because Mm -hmm. that shooting aspect. You know, speaking of Buddy Hill, Philadelphia beats the Cavaliers 123 to 121. I'll tell you what, if if, if they can stay up, like, in the top five range, Enough for Embiid to sit out into the playoffs. That team is scary. With a, they now they got a Buddy Hill who could just shoot, stand in the corner and just shoot. Mm-hmm. You know that's on. That's only he. He don't need to score. Try to score twenty a game. Just give me three to four three pointers a game, and we good. And we good. Um, Chicago Bulls beat Atlanta. Um. This one right here shocked me. The San Antonio Spurs beat the Toronto Raptors 123 to 99. But I'm about to read you some stats. I'm about to read the world some stats real quick. Who I think is rookie of the year, but you know. Victor Wimbiamba in 29 minutes and restricted minutes, because they Popovich don't like playing him large mm. minutes. He had 27 points, 10 blocks, and 14 rebounds in 29 fucking minutes. Yep. It's crazy. (laughs) He got a triple-double getting blocks. Like, Mm. that's just, that's just. I worry worry about the pace with him, though. I I don't know how long, like, how 
I'm not. I don't know how long of a career he's gonna have. That's why Pop only plays him 25, 26, 27 minutes because he understands that the wear and tear. Because I'm just worried, like one lower body injury, and I don't know. I don't know, man. Um, the Pelicans beat your Memphis Grizzlies, ninety-five to eighty-seven. That game was so boring. <laughs> Oh my god, that was one of the worst basketball games I've ever watched. For for both for NBA team, both NBA team not to score 100 points, that's crazy. It was so bad. Now, okay, like Memphis scoring 80 and change, like that's understandable. They don't have anybody. Mm-hmm. But like, dude, that game was so I don't even think there's a highlight reel for the game because it's not worth it. <laughs> and uh um the Bucks finally learned how to win. The Bucks beat the Nuggets one twelve to ninety five. The Denver Nuggets is so iffy, man. Like one minute they're, I want to be like because one Nuggets game, MVP. yeah, one game they're the best team in the league, and then the next game they're the worst <laughs> team in the league. <laughs> like they they so wishy washy. Uh, uh, Milwaukee, I think they improved with with Beverly. Beverly, they finally got their replacement for Drew Holiday. They got that defensive player. That they needed. Um, Houston Rockets beats the Knicks. That's another yeah. iffy team. One hundred five to one hundred three. The Knicks is so iffy. Um, one night the Knicks look like they can compete with anybody, and then the next night they look trash. Um, my personal sleeper team of of the NBA in general, the Dallas Mavericks beats the Wizards one twelve. 104. I just think with a healthy Kyrie Irving and a healthy Luka, I just think that team is hard as hell to beat because them two combined can give you 30 points a pop. So that's 60 points on the yeah, board. Yeah, but, but what's concerning is that they let the fucking Wizards score 104. Yeah, that's true. That's that's the concerning part. Yeah, that's true. But I didn't think about it that part. How many points like, did, did Pooh have? Pooh had a whopping three points. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I, I just – I can't put – I can't, like – I don't know. They they, they haven't just, really proven anything to me yet. I just think – I just think – I just think it will be hard to beat them four times. And then you got I my, agree with that, yeah. I got – they got my, my Golden State Warriors – Beating the Jazz 129 to 127. We say whoop they ass. And uh, I've recently changed my pick. I originally said Denver was going to the finals, but I now have the Clippers. And but they and they lost last night 121 to one to one hundred. But um I I think the Clippers is it, man. They got a good squad over there, man. They and when nice everybody plays team. up they got a veteran team. <laughs> when everybody shows up, that team is really hard to beat. And all the superstar vets outside of Paul George all have finals experience. Kawhi, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, Harden when he was on OKC. Russell Westbrook when he was on OKC. So it's not like if they get to the Western Conference Finals or they get to the Finals, they're going to be shook because they got players who've been there. They got a player who've won it. 
twice. And two that, final and two finals MVPs. You know? Yeah, that's a squad they got over there. And they and they got a nice they got they got a healthy mix of veterans and young players. Perfect balance. And like they have vets who are still like useful at mm-hmm. their age. Mm-hmm. I just like those dudes still be, going out there and balling. I just think they're gonna be hard to beat. Russell Westbrook, the best thing were to happen was when Westbrook decided, finally made the decision if he wanted to be a role player or a superstar still. When he turned the switch to, I'm going to be a role player to come off the bench and I'm going to just do my job. That's That would make the Clippers better. And of course, mm-hmm. James Harden. James Harden is not the same score as he once was, <coughs> but he can still give you 12 assists. Any given night. It's crazy how much how much shit that Harden gets, man. He, the dude's still a great ball player. Then, then, then you got two players who made the All Star team: Paul George, Kawhi Leonard. So it's like, I like Paul George. Paul George is my three favorite players in the league, and it's crazy because Paul George is a prolific scorer, but he don't need to be a scorer. He can just go out there and lock everybody up make everybody tired, and then Kawhi Leonard come down, bully everybody, and give everybody 25. A smooth 25. <laughs> no? Who you... Um, all-star break predictions. Who you got in the finals? Mm. Mm. I-, I agree with you on the Clippers. I think... I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you could beat them. I don't know if you could beat them down that much. I'm gonna go Clippers out of the West. Who's gonna come out of the East? I, I'm gonna have to go Boston, man. That team. That team. They. They. They're just so good. They're bad, but they're so good. They make bonehead I'll, mistakes. The, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go. Clippers. I'm gonna go. Clippers. Milwaukee. I don't. Trust, you think the Bucks again? I don't trust. I don't trust Boston. They always find a way to fuck themselves over every year. It never fails. It never fails. Every day they, they keep losing to Milwaukee or Miami, and then when they do, if they don't lose to Miami, they get pumped up in the finals. I just don't trust Boston, but they probably got outside of the Clippers, outside of Denver, they probably got the best roster of them all. But till they show me otherwise, I'm gonna root against them. Uh you just hate them. <laughs> I just don't give a fuck about them. They do this shit. They do that shit every year. They, they, somebody perfectly said the Boston Celtics is the Dallas Cowboys of the NBA. Every year they go into the Super Bowl, about to win it all, and then they just disappoint everybody. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> as long as the Lakers don't go, but they don't got a chance. So yeah, the Lakers are garbage. Although they did just pick up Spencer Dinwiddie, so. Uh, as long as they got LeBron over there, they can win anything. 
Remember you just the other week you said he the goat. No. <laughs> I'm just trolling with you. The fuck? <laughs> uh, 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 those words have never come out of my mouth. All right, to close out this this week's show, this was a little longer. We about to close this week off with a top five. All right, this week's top five. What haven't we covered? We've done. Um, your top. What are your top five? Mm, let's see, let's see, let's see. Where I know where I want to go with it, but where do I want to go with it? Where do I want to go? Well, who are your top five hardest hitters in the NFL of all time? It could be in any position. Hardest hitters? Yep. Um, well, Ed Reed's got to be up there. Mm-hmm. Um, Earl Thomas. Mm-hmm. Sean Taylor. Mm-hmm. That dude damn near take your head off. Um, Ray Lewis. Mm-hmm. And Brian Dawkins. Mm, I'm gonna take a little approach, and this is no particular order. I got Ray Lewis, and I'm not doing those old heads. No Ronnie Lottman, Steve Atwood. No I was gonna say I, I was gonna I was gonna put Ronnie Lott up there, but but yeah, I wasn't gonna go that far back. No disrespect for them, no, but in no particular order. Because those dudes would get fined every game now. Yeah, I'm gonna put the goat first, Sean Taylor. Then I'm gonna go Ray Lewis. Then I'm going to go Patrick Willis. And then I'm going to go – I'm going to do my sleeper last. Then I'm going to go four. I'm just trying to go rapid fire. Rapid fire, rapid fire. Hard hitters, hard hitters, hard hitters. I'm going to go Brian Dawkins. And for my sleeper pick, I'm going to go Eric Berry. I was thinking Eric Berry. I almost took Eric Berry over um, over Earl Thomas. Eric. Eric Berry was the only person I've ever seen decleat the fuck out of Tim Tebow. Oh, yeah. Just va- <laughs> vaporized them. <laughs> oh, man. It was a beautiful show. It was a beautiful show. Um, Next, we got USC, what, 298? Yep, 298 and Saturday, yep. Next, week we can start talking about free agents and draft a little bit if you want. Oh yeah, and, um, yeah, man. I, I, I got our top five for next week. We're gonna go outside of the sports world for next week's top five. All right, don't spoil it for me. I want to be able to think on it on the spot. On um, the spot, okay. All right, I'll save that. So, so just tell me at the very last second. <laughs> um. All right, brother. Hope you feel better next week. And um, love you, love you guys. Hope y'all have a blessed week. Stay solid. Stay positive. And be great. Yeah, don't forget tomorrow's Valentine's Day. Oh, yeah. And don't <laughs> wash your fucking hands. Yeah, wash <laughs> your fucking hands. That's right. <laughs> motherfucking sick birds. Get out of here with that shit. I ain't never going to let the off this shit still aggravate the shit out of me. All right, brother. All right, man. You have a good night, man. <laughs> you too, man. Peace. Peace.